0: Chapter 37 of Kalevala, The Land of the Heroes, by Elias Lunroth. Translated by William Forsell Kirby, 1844-1912. to This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo 37. The Gold and Silver Bride. Argument. Ilmarinen weeps long for his dead wife, and then forges himself a wife of gold and silver with great labor and trouble. At night he rests by the golden bride, but finds in the morning that the side which he has turned towards her is quite cold. He offers his golden bride to Wynum who declines to receive her and advises him to forge more useful things or to send her to other countries where people wish for gold. Afterwards Smith Ilmarinen mourned his wife throughout the evenings, and through sleepless nights was weeping. All the days bewailed her fasting, and he mourned her all the mornings. In the morning hours lamented, since the time his young wife perished, death the fair one had o'ertaken. In his hand he swung no longer copper handle of his hammer, nor his hammer's clang resounded, while a month its course was running. Said the smith, said and Hapless youth, I know no longer How to pass my sad existence, For at night I sit and sleep not, Always in the night comes sorrow, And my strength grows weak from trouble. All my evenings now are weary, Sorrowful are all my mornings, And the nights indeed are dismal, Worst of all when I am waking, Grieve I not because tis evening, Sorrow not because tis morning. TROUBLE NOT FOR OTHER SEASONS, BUT I SORROW FOR MY FAIR ONE, AND I SORROW FOR MY DEAR ONE, GRIEVE FOR HER THE DARK-BROWED BEAUTY. SOMETIMES IN THESE TIMES SO DISMAL, OFTEN IN MY TIME OF TROUBLE, OFTEN IN MY DREAMS AT MIDNIGHT, HAS MY HAND FELT OUT AT NOTHING, AND MY HAND SEIZED ONLY TROUBLE, AS IT STRAYED ABOUT IN STRANGENESS. THUS THE SMITH awhile LIVED WIFELESS, and without his wife grew older, wept for two months and for three months, but upon the fourth month after, gold from out the lake he gathered, gathered silver from the billows and a pile of wood collected, nothing short of thirty sledge-loads. Then he burned the wood to charcoal, took the charcoal to the smithy, of the gold he took a portion and he chose him out some silver, even like a yew of autumn, even like a hare of winter and the gold to redness heated, cast the silver in the furnace, set his slaves to work the bellows, and his laborers pressed the bellows, toiled the slaves and worked the bellows, and the laborers pressed the bellows, with their ungloved hands they pressed them, worked them with their naked shoulders, while himself, smith Ilmarinen, carefully the fire was tending, as he strove a bride to fashion out of gold and out of silver, badly worked the slaves the bellows and the labourers did not press them and on this smith ilmarinen went himself to work the bellows once and twice he worked the bellows for a third time worked the bellows then looked down into the furnace looking closely to the bellows what rose up from out the furnace what from out the flames ascended then a yew rose from the furnace and it rose from out the bellows one hair gold another copper and the third was all of silver others might therein feel pleasure ilmarinen felt no pleasure said the smith said ilmarinen such as you a wolf may wish for but i want a golden consort one of silver half constructed thereupon smith ilmarinen thrust the yew into the furnace gold into the mass he added and he added silver to it set his slaves to work the bellows and his laborers pressed the bellows toiled the slaves and worked the bellows and the laborers pressed the bellows with their ungloved hands they pressed them worked them with their naked shoulders while himself smith ilmarinen carefully the fire was tending as he strove a bride to fashion out of gold and out of silver badly worked the slaves the bellows and the laborers did not press them and on this smith ilmarinen went himself to work the bellows Once and twice he worked the bellows, for the third time worked the bellows. Then looked down into the furnace, looking closely to the bellows, what rose up from out the furnace, what from out the flames ascended. Then a foal rose from the furnace, and it rose from out the bellows, mane of gold and head of silver, and his hoofs were all of copper. But though others it delighted, Ilmarinen felt no pleasure. Said the smith, said Ilmarinen, such as you a wolf may wish for, but i want a golden consort one of silver half constructed thereupon smith ilmarinen thrust the foal into the furnace gold into the mass he added and he added silver to it set his slaves to work the bellows and his laborers pressed the bellows toiled the slaves and worked the bellows and the laborers pressed the bellows with their ungloved hands they pressed them worked them with their naked shoulders while himself smith Ilmarinen carefully the fire was tending as he strove a bride to fashion out of gold and out of silver badly worked the slaves the bellows and the laborers did not press them and on this smith ilmarinen went himself to work the bellows once and twice he worked the bellows for a third time worked the bellows then looked down into the furnace looking closely to the bellows what rose up from out the furnace what from out the flames ascended then a maid rose from the furnace golden locked from out the bellows head of silver hair all golden and her figure all was lovely others might have shuddered at her ilmarinen was not frightened thereupon smith ilmarinen set to work to shape the image worked at night without cessation and by day he worked unresting feet he fashioned for the maiden fashioned feet and hands he made her but the feet would not support her, neither would the arms embrace him. Ears he fashioned for the maiden, but the ears served not for hearing, and a dainty mouth he made her tender mouth and shining eyeballs, but the mouth served not for speaking and the eyes served not for smiling. Said the smith, said Ilmarina, and she would be a pretty maiden if she had the art of speaking and had sense and spoke discreetly. After this he laid the maiden on the softest of the blankets, smooth for her the softest pillows on the silken bed he laid her after this smith ilmarinen quickly warmed the steaming bathroom took the soap into the bathroom and provided twigs for bath whisks and of water took three tubs full that the little finch should wash her and the little goldfinch cleanse her cleanse her beauty from the ashes when the smith had also bathed and washed him to his satisfaction at the maiden's side he stretched him on the softest of the blankets neath the steel supported hangings neath the overarching iron after this smith ilmarinen even on the very first night asked for coverlets in plenty and for blankets to protect him also two and three of bearskins five or six of woolen mantles all upon one side to lay him that towards the golden image and one side had warmth sufficient which was covered by the bed-clothes that beside the youthful damsel turned towards the golden image all that side was fully frozen and with frost was quite contracted like the ice on lake when frozen frozen into stony hardness said the smith said ilmarinen this is not so pleasant for me i will take the maid to vainu pass her on to vainamoinen on his knee as wife to seat her, dove-like, in his arms to nestle. So to Vainula he took her, and he said upon his coming, in the very words which follow, O thou aged Vainamoinen, here I bring a damsel for you, and a damsel fair to gaze on, and her mouth gapes not too widely, and her chin is not too broadened. Vainamoinen, old and steadfast, looked upon the golden image, looked upon her head all golden, and he spoke the words which follow, wherefore have you brought her to me brought to me this golden spectre said the smith said ilmarinen with the best intent i brought her on your knee as wife to rest her dove-like in your arms to nestle said the aged vinminen o thou smith my dearest brother thrust the damsel in the furnace forge all sorts of objects from her or convey her hence to russia take your image to the saxons since they wed the spoils of battle and they woo in fiercest combat but it suits not my position nor to me myself is suited thus to woo a bride all golden or distress myself for silver then dissuaded vinminen and forbade the wave sprung hero all the rising generation likewise those upgrown already for the sake of gold to bow them or debase themselves for silver and he spoke the words which follow and in words like these expressed him never youths however wretched nor in future upgrown heroes whether you have large possessions or are poor in your possessions in the course of all your lifetime while the golden moon is shining may you woo a golden woman or distress yourselves for silver for the gleam of gold is freezing only frost is breathed by silver end of runo thirty seven recording by expatriate in bangor maine